0: Uh, and this week we are continuing our conversation um, around discipleship in a series that we called Cultivate and guess what? This what? week is the penultimate week <gasps> which means that next week is our final week oh, in wow. the series and this week is week eight. Can you believe we've been talking about this for eight weeks now? No. Amazing. <laughs> um, it's been we, good. It's been good. What have we been doing though? Just to explain to folks what we've, how we've been working through this.
1: Uh, So we've been looking at kind of the process of um, a seed going from seed form, being planted in the ground and then growing strong, healthy roots and shoots and um, blossoming and bearing fruit and And maturing. Yeah. And we've been
0: kind of pivoting that and and using that as as our kind of way in to talk about uh, discipleship so uh, last week we talked about getting enough light yes didn't we go watch that if you haven't watched already in fact you can watch them all because they're all there on youtube and on facebook indeed Um, but this week we're on week eight like i say and we're talking about now circulating the air it's important to circulate Mm. the air say it's in your plants or in your greenhouse you've got to get that air circulating to prevent disease uh, and it encourages the development of strong stems as well Uh, they need to be careful not to blast them otherwise you'll break the stems um, so you need to circulate the air so let's pivot then Kath. let's pivot that to discipleship yeah. and, and talk about what we're talking about today well we want to say and suggest to you that circulating the air uh, for us is is like being able to and be and being place yourself in positions where you can hear other points of view that might differ from your own and give those points of view those ideas you know, those theologies. Um, give them time to circulate in our minds and, obviously, if you're a believer, in, in your prayer times as well. It is healthy. It's so healthy to expose mm. ourselves to different ways of seeing the world so so that we can be ultimately sure of what we're standing on. However, and, and, and weirdly paradoxically, um, mm-hmm. it also helps keep our minds open to other other possibilities. Um, this isn't possibilities about being wrong, um, you know, about the central tenets of our Christian faith. It's it's about us being open to thinking that will help us grow as a person of faith. I mean, how easy is it to become entrenched in in certain theological mm-hmm. positions, uh, which can lead to not only rejection of of thoughts and ideas. But sadly enough, the rejection of the person that might be sharing those thoughts and mm, ideas with you. And I find that really sad. Um, yeah. if, if we go down that road, we close off any possibility of, of engagement and conversation. Mm.
1: What you were just saying there kind of uh, ties into what we were saying about um, revelation last week. That um, God wants to reveal himself to us mm. through his word, through our relationship. And that we can bring that revelation to each other. Yeah. and we've, we've all got kind of uh, different ways of seeing things and God revealing himself through each of us yeah. and um, so yeah I was just thinking that as you were sharing that so it's not just only about kind of points of view and opinion but it's about actually what is God revealing to you yeah. what is God revealing to you you know that that can help us grow yeah, brilliant. Um, and that kind of ties in with the next thing and that is that um we've we've talked can, about it can i just say before oh, you move yes, on to sorry. That, I,
0: I just wanted to finish that first bit because it is it's good it's good what you were saying about the revelation but it's good to circulate the the yes. air uh, around our thoughts our own thoughts and opinions because if we don't do that we're in danger of that same air becoming stagnant and potentially unhealthy yes and the way in, in which we help ourselves not become stagnant I think you're about to. Share. Yeah,
1: is to be part of a local church, a local Bang. local <laughs> community of God's people. Yeah. Um, it's so important as an individual to be part of something greater than ourselves. It's where we've spoken in previous weeks about that fact that um, you know God puts us with these people, doesn't He? That, that we wouldn't
0: normally do like. Yeah, week. we
1: wouldn't. Maybe bump into anywhere or cross paths with, and we might certainly not choose to. And
0: there are people of different. don't you know, necessarily spend yeah, time. Yeah, people of different uh, outlooks on life, different, you know, experiences, experiences backgrounds, where, what, what they work, where they live you know all these weird and wonderful people yeah. come together in the local but
1: church but we we gather around Jesus don't we and um we're part of something greater than ourselves so it's really important for that for our thinking and our faith to be challenged and also as a local church so as us as freedom church mm. it's we believe it's really important to be part of something bigger um, part of uh, a bigger part of the body of Christ so like for us we have just begun this journey with the Catalyst Network um which is has been wonderful so far and we they would
0: describe themselves as a movement a move- say, and yes, it's a relationship a of churches it's I just, relational I just want to kind of put that out there because yeah. again that's that's challenging the way we think about how churches network and connect. yeah
1: it's not an organization but it's a relational movement yeah, a yeah, yeah. relational um way of connecting mm. with other local churches around the world actually, not just the UK. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really good for us mm. as a, a people to to um, have input that's wider than ourselves. I know that we
0: haven't been able to dramatically see that so much because of you know we were gonna kind of launch our, our connection uh, into the catalyst movement you know in the summer and um, that's kind of passed us by because of what's happened, um, but certainly there are things that they're inputting to us as a leadership team, um, and you know we've we've had a few of the guys that are part catalyst come and speak prior to the lockdown and what have you so there are ways in which it is influencing mm. who we are and what we do as a church, even yeah. though you might not be you or part of freedom Church might not be seeing it directly just yet
1: but going forwards you will and it's really gonna it's gonna help us kind of broaden our thinking broaden our kind of global perspective on what god's huge, doing huge. um so yeah a number of different ways so yeah just it's it's really important otherwise if we don't have input from anyone greater than ourselves. Then, um, like we said, oh, anyone,
0: anyone. Let's because great. I know you're using. I don't mean great as in oh, <laughs> that, you're so amazing. You're using it <laughs> in kind of the slightly older way of you saying greater, which is something larger than ourselves, larger like, than outside, ourselves. Of ourselves. Yeah. outside of ourselves,
1: outside of ourselves. Exactly. Thank yeah. you for clarifying that. <laughs> um, you They're know, so great. We, we can become set in our ways. We can stagnate, like yeah, you said, yeah, yeah. Um, when we're only surrounded by people who just think the same as us. They might live the same as us, act the same as us. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's important. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
0: Discipleship relationships, they should create environments where the air can circulate uh, around us, where we allow those voices that we trust to speak mm. into our lives and to bring encouragement and challenge so that we, we, you know, we, our roots grow deep uh, and, and we're able to then grow up with strength and ultimately bear, bear good fruit. In, in our lives, if we if we truly love, trust, and honour uh, one another, then we should be able to. We should be able to have challenging conversations yeah. Uh, yeah. without without falling out. We should be able to do that without falling out. I guess in a little way, it's like being married. You know, if you're sure of the covenant promises you've made to one another. That that you know you you're going to remain committed through the ups and downs and the sicknesses and and, and all those other things they say in a marriage service <laughs> just come out ahead. In right. sickness, sickness and health. health, thank you. You know we we have a hum. Believe it or not, we can have humdinger of some arguments. Um, Kathy doesn't particularly like that confrontation. I don't particularly like it, but I'm maybe it's the way that my family grew up. I can handle confrontation like that. Um, but even though we might have the silly and they are generally arguments that are a bit silly. Uh, challenge is good. Arguments can be. A bit silly um ultimately we know that we're 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 committed to one another um if we can't do that with 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 these kind of relationships and also with those discipline relationships then then where does it happen where does the challenge come if we can't if we if we aren't sure of those relationships yeah um yeah, just let me just throw a, a scripture out. Here. Romans twelve two says, "Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect." Um, Maybe sometimes, we, because we argue, <laughs> it's because we, we have blind spots. And you know, when you don't see that blind spot in yourself, it can irritate someone. You can see that blind spot in you, and you're not doing anything about it. And, and if you're, mm-hmm. But if you're at a point where you're not willing to receive that challenge of, of your blind spot, um, then we're not going to be changed. And we're not ultimately, probably, as people of faith, not going to let God transform us into something that is good and pleasing and perfect. And, and ultimately, we just conform and look like the world.
1: Mm. we can have areas in our lives which mm. are like that, definitely, that you know, we need help with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just reminded talking about blind spots of um there was you know, if if you know me at all, um, even maybe watching this video, you know that my face is very expressive. It's like a book that can be read. Um, or sometimes it can be misread. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yes, it's very much here. <laughs> Blame it on my Acting and And mind backgrounds. Well,
0: it's just sometimes you're just thinking about something and and you can look...
1: Serious or... too far too serious. Oh, no, I'm
0: fine. I'm just thinking about something.
1: But there was this one occasion, and it was within a church setting, that somebody misread an expression that was on my face. And I had to go and search my heart and think, is there anything... Is there any, yeah, thing in my heart that would cause my expression to be like that? And I couldn't find, honestly, couldn't find anything that was in my heart um, that would cause that but it really affected me and i was like you know what i need to be careful i need to not that i'm going to be sat in front of my mirror 24/7 like practicing, assessing practicing my or different. yeah or how will assessing I respond my if
0: this happens? how will i respond if this happens
1: but you know what yeah. i did i um i it was it was hard for me to hear that yeah. actually that that somebody had been kind of offended by my face really by an expression <laughs>
0: We, uh, as kids, uh, the kids and I, we, we kind of joke sometimes. When Kathy's, when we're sat in the car, there's no, there's a video of a few, a number of oh. years ago when the kids were young, and um, we're all sat in the car and we're recording ourselves singing or something. We see Kathy approach, she's putting something in the boot, and she must have been thinking about something or whatever, but she looked so angry. And we always, we look back at that video and thanks, laugh. We, thanks think, for we that. think it's hilarious. Cheers. But, you know, that's the thing where you were doing something else and we had a misinterpretation of what you were about to. Well oh, it to be didn't like, represent what was going yeah. on
1: on inside me. So um, that person approached me with that. I found that hard, um, that I would have caused offence in that way. And I said to my really good friend, who is also you know part of uh, somebody who disciples me, and I said, "Look, will you tell me?" any time where you see like a negative expression on my face that you maybe can't quite read or that reads a certain way that you know is not in my heart will you tell me because i need to be aware of this because i don't want to cause offense with my face <laughs>
0: Another, another, let me talk about my blind spots then, All right? And, I, and obviously, I've talked about this before. I Remember, a few weeks ago, in in, in these kind of conversations we're having, where one of my do- when my daughter Neve she uh, commented as we were watching this back on the Sunday morning, she went, "You doing you in- interrupt mummy a lot?" Sorry, she's a teenager now. You interrupt mum a lot, <laughs> and I looked and I watched the video more carefully. Yeah, I do, I do interrupt a lot more. But it's just because I'm passionate and excited, and therefore it, it became a blind spot, you know, for me that I was just cutting across someone, you know, because I kinda come from a family where we we you know, we can be quite bombastic and quite shouty shouty one minute and then do you want a cup of tea the next. Uh, and so it was like whoever shouted loudest got their voice heard and I suppose it comes from that a little bit, but that became a blind spot and so it was healthy to hear that. Uh, and for that to be reflected back at me in the screen that I was watching, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, so I've been trying my best since then not to interrupt you. you, you i do- Have I been doing all right?
1: I think so. Okay, all right. Yeah, I okay. Think so. um, don't
0: comment in the live chat if you think I've been doing all right. I don't want to know. Cathy can tell me.
1: You were mentioning earlier about the um, to me about the lorry that we saw. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah She yeah. was travelling back from the coffee shop. We are doing a bit of work before recording this. Mm. Um, do you want to share about well, that?
0: Well, it's just that it, it don't know me um, in terms of kind of blind spots, that you know, when when you're at the back of a long kind of mirror or a long van or whatever, there's there's often a sign that says, If you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you. Which which means, you know, if you try and overtake them or whatever, they might not know you're there and crash into you. Um, but you know, it, it is sometimes we need to be that mirror for people. We need to hold up a mirror for people and, and, and graciously and, and mm. lovingly as, as we can and just say this this is what you're 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 giving out. Can I just show you what, what, what's happening?
1: So who are your mirrors in your life? Or you oh, who those, are holding up the mirror? Yeah. I guess yeah. Wh- who are people that you trust, you love and you honour, that you and 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 have you positioned your heart to mm. to be able to hear those things? Is it just another question to put yeah, out there really? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, moving on. Moving on. Well listen, I, you know we, we talked about kind of circulating the air, and I guess depending on where you are on your, in, on your journey of faith, on your, your level of maturity, you can handle that challenge better than maybe somebody who isn't so far into their journey of faith. Maybe they're a new believer and they're just setting out on that journey. And it's important that those of us who are a bit more mature in our faith don't blast them. With our thoughts, our opinions, our ideas. You know, they might not be able to handle that. They're just getting hold of this new thing, this wonderful thing called faith, and getting to know this wonderful person called Jesus, and you're having a go at them about this, that, and the other. We just gotta be careful. We don't blast them with air
1: blast them with those things or by saying, You're doing this, 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 oh, this, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this, this wrong. You need to change right now. You right need to change all those things. Doing right now. No, you we've know? got to give them time to work it through. And that means that we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the person and the work that the Holy Spirit's doing in them yeah. and and work with that and track with that. Yeah. So that we can help them to to grow uh, right. where they're at, right in that moment. And
0: there are there are a number of ways in which I think Jesus in Scripture helps us understand how we might approach others in, in a discipling context, yeah, um, bringing if, challenge. How yeah. Does, yeah? How did Jesus bring challenge in a way that was loving mm. and humbling, but also you know targeted and 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 make, made or at least wanted to make a difference in somebody's somebody's life. Um, you, you had one, didn't you? From Yeah,
1: so I was just thinking about how Jesus asked challenging questions. And I was thinking about Peter, and we can read this in John 21. Um, but Peter had been asked by Roman officials, are you a follower of Jesus? Um, he was asked three times, and three times he said, no, I'm not, don't know the guy, not following him. Three times. So after that happens, Jesus encounters Peter. And he asked three times, do you love me? Now the first two times that Jesus asked I Peter, love this. I love this. he asks our word love, right? In the Greek, it's got different um, meanings well, to well, that we, word we, love.
0: We, we translate different Greek words into just the one word yeah. love. Yeah.
1: That is what yeah. I meant. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so this when the first two times that Jesus asks, Do you love me? He uses the word phileo, which is a brotherly love, a kind of a loving a friend kind of type of love. And Peter says, yes, yes, I do. I love Mm -hmm. you. I love you. And the third time Jesus says, do you love me? He uses the word agape. And that is the highest form of love. A love that willingly serves the best interest of somebody other than themselves. The highest kind of love. The love that God has for man and that man can reciprocate to God. that, That is the love. And I really love that encounter because... Jesus challenges Peter's heart by asking that question and challenges, like, where are you in your relationship with me? Where are you really in your relationship with me? And also, Jesus' Jesus's question brings Peter to a place of restoration. Mm. Um, he's denied Jesus three times, but Jesus brings him back into that agape yeah. relationship, and I love that. Oh, and just I'm, one other thing that I'm, Jesus... I'm not going to interrupt. Jesus <laughs> causes Peter to step up in his response yeah. to, to, to God and his commitment. And then that positions himself, positions Peter for what's coming next. Yeah. Um, did, did, so did, there's a lot in there, isn't there?
0: Look, as you were reading that and as you were explaining that, for me, it, it, I, I began thinking that it's, it's kind of like Jesus had a shovel <laughs> go with, or a spade. Go with me on this. Uh, mm. and, and when he asked him, do you love me? He dug down a lair. And he found something, and, Jesus, and Peter responded in that way. But then he went, no, do you love me? And dug down another layer. And basically, he dug down until he got to the root of, hmm. of what he was trying to get at in Peter. And That's sometimes good. in our discipling relationships, we, we need to ask the same question a number of times because we can, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. No, how are you doing? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. But it gets that person thinking. How I, are you how, really how, doing? How, how am I doing? How, how do? Now, how are you really doing? Mm. Okay, well, you know, I'm struggling with with. This. Sometimes it's worth asking again and again. Otherwise, we just get the surface level answer, and, and that's kind of what that reminded me of. That Jesus was digging deep into the roots of Peter's soul. I like that. Yeah. And he was saying, Really, really. Do you love me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Lovely. Do you want to talk? About uh, well, the next G- bit? yeah.
0: Jesus. He challenged. There's a story of a, a rich, a rich young man who wanted to get into heaven. Uh, and he says to Jesus, "What do I have to do?" Um, and and Jesus challenged him. Um, you know that he's he's challenged him on one thing that that he hadn't done because this this rich young man he he'd done all that he needed to do. he was a good Jew. He would followed all the rules, all the customs, everything. Um, but and, and Jesus knew that. But he, but he challenged him on one thing that he couldn't do, and that he, he challenged him to sell his possessions and give away his money to the poor. And that 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 rich rich young man couldn't do it. He he, he couldn't he couldn't do it because that he he was placing all that he had his riches actually above his relationship with God above his potential relationship that he could have with Christ until he was willing to give that away it, mm. he he wouldn't really truly be in a relationship with Jesus now who knows what happened to that you know that that guy later on maybe he did give it all away but I love the honesty of Scripture when it says he he challenged him and with sadness he went away it says that in Mark 10 from verse 17 with sadness, he went away. Now, if you were writing just a good story, he, the the the, hmm. the 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 rich man would would go, "Yep, yeah, okay, uh, I've done that, and I'm following you." And they all lived happily ever after. But no, he just said, "No, that's a uh, scripture's honest enough to us to say no." He he was really challenged by that, and he went away with much sadness because he wanted something. He could see it, but he wasn't willing to give away that to enable him to access all that mm. Jesus had had in store for him.
1: Um. I was reminded about how Jesus challenged his disciples with a huge vision. Huge!
0: It's it's the biggest vision.
1: <laughs> which is um, what we read in Matthew 28 at the end of that chapter. Jesus saying to his disciples, go into all the world and make disciples in my name. Baptise them, them, them. Teach them my commandments. Yeah. And, you know, it was a vision that they would never be able to fulfil alone um to reach the world the whole of the world with, with the, the good, good news, news of, of Jesus, Christ. yeah um, and it's, it was a vision that would consume their lives for the rest of their time on earth but they they embraced it didn't they but what a stretch what a faith stretch mm. what a a mental like <laughs> blowing of the mind that must have happened that this is now what you are to do and hey we're sitting here because of their obedience to yeah. that vision because they were yeah. willing to be stretched they were yeah. willing to have their air circulated by jesus like look you this is what you, these you are need the to kind go of, for these are the
0: kind of people you're gonna to have to go to see these these are the kind of environments you're gonna to have to be in and i know you're going to talk about that in a few moments about how jesus challenged that uh kind of how you connect with people that you might not particularly Want to get on with but he did all that and yeah you're right because they were willing to and many other disciples we are where we are and you yeah. have the opportunity if you don't know christ already to receive him because of what they did
1: and we have the same commission yeah, yeah and
0: talk about challenging their faith he challenged them in matthew 10 7 8 7 verses 7 to 8 it says go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. And that's, that's what we've got to do as, as disciples in our day. You know, we, we, we've been given so much by God and we just got to freely give out. But when was the last time that we saw somebody healed from a sickness? When was the last time we cured somebody of some horrible disease? When did we cast out demons? When did we raise the dead? When was the last person, both metaphorically and physically, did we raise from the dead? And in Scripture jesus says you, you'll do more than than i i i've done yeah
1: you'll do great you'll things. do greater
0: things wow you know wow. so not only was he challenging his disciples faith and then and, and they had access to him directly but he's saying to us two thousand years later you can do these things you just need to step out i want to challenge you to do so wow wow
1: wow wow um Yeah, Jesus challenged lifestyle, but he saw the gold in people and he challenged lifestyle. And I'm reminded of Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was uh, that Uh, Luke
0: 19 verses 1 to 10 yeah if you to to want to go read the later. story you, i know you're going to share it yeah
1: just briefly um zacchaeus was a tax collector he was that little man who went up the tree because he wanted to see this jesus person that he'd been hearing about he, he was wanted,
0: surrounded by loads of people yeah so he got amongst the, the house,
1: crowds boy. yeah went high up into a tree and actually jesus gets the tree and he goes zacchaeus i'm coming to your house for tea tonight <laughs> <laughs> zacchaeus comes down and they share a meal together and um you know his life is completely transformed Zacchaeus's lifestyle was changed because he said to Jesus I am going to give money to the poor I am going to give back where I've taken more than I should have I am going to give that back and more Mm. than than I should give back um so you know but Jesus saw what was inside Zacchaeus he he called out that he saw the gold called it out uh you know, had faith that Zacchaeus could change. And Zacchaeus did, and mm. his behaviour mm. and his lifestyle changed. Yeah,
0: wonderful. You know, Jesus ultimately challenges our perceptions and our expectations. He did, yeah. His whole life was a challenge to our expectations and perceptions. You know, a, mm. a supposed king born in a stable, a supposed saviour of the Jewish people killed on a cross like a common thief. His whole life was about... You know mm. changing perceptions and expectations um but there are specific things that he did in his life and we'll talk about a couple now that, and, and and one i, I want to mention now and kind of pivot it slightly so i know i know it's not yeah let me pick you'll understand what i mean when i get to it it's a story of, of thomas in in john 20 uh around verse 27 um jesus comes to the the house where all his disciples are and and thomas kind of refuses to believe that this man stood in front of him is the resurrected christ he just doesn't believe it as far as he's concerned jesus is dead and gone and they've they're they're a bit of a, a a failed cult really um but jesus says no just just Put your fingers in my hand, in the holes in my hands or whatever they were, you know, where where I was back where I was crucified. And when Thomas does this, and and suddenly something must have been removed from, you know, the scales must have been removed from his eyes at that point. And it doesn't say that, but you know, he realises who he is, and he just you know submits his life afresh to Jesus. And I guess what I wanted to say there, sometimes it takes really practical things to help us um, mm. have that air of opinion, air of theology, air of ideas how to help them circulate, we, we need to take some positive practical steps ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what I'm talking about, is you know, picking up a book that might have a difference of opinion to the one that you hold. Um, listening to a speaker that might have, I don't know, political difference to you, but still has a heart of people, you know, that's what they got into politics for, to help people, but they, politically they're on a different spectrum to you. When was the last time you, you were able to listen to those people and respect what they had to say? Or watch a TV show about something that might challenge you, a documentary or something like that? Um, I'm just saying there are certain things we can do that will open up, you know, our thinking. And it's not that we necessarily then have to agree with that, not at all. But I guess it just helps us test where we're at. Mm, You know, what what we've found our faith in, it helps us, it helps test that and whether we're secure in that. And if we are, awesome. But there's a flip Mm. side to it as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah, we've got to be wise about what we Mm. watch and read and listen to, um, that it doesn't have... You know, affect us negatively, and yeah, we don't you know, have to go watching cause immaturity. <laughs> we don't
0: have to go watching everything that, that's yeah. probably not good for be us. Wise you know, it, be but, wise about it, but
1: but be open. Yeah. Be open. Yeah. Yeah. To, and if you're not sure about something, talk about it with somebody else. Like, talk I, about I, the person I,
0: that's discipling yeah, you. I like
1: read that. this and I watched this and like, what do you think about it? I think this. And, you know, mm. it's good just to have those conversations, isn't Absolutely, it?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And, and another another one.
1: Yeah, so there are a couple of other uh, things that Jesus said that challenge perception and um, and the and kind of expectations. And uh, these two things are to do with, uh, well, this first one is to do with his kingdom. And um, Jesus said... In his kingdom, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. In that's in Matthew twenty sixteen, and then in Matthew 23, 11, he says the greatest of all will be the servant of all. And so he's basically just turning things upside down and going, you know what? The last is going to be first, and the first is going to be last, and the greatest of all is going to be the one who serve is the servant of all. Mm. Um. So that's like kind of one way of, of how he challenged kind of like our perception of success and greatness. Mm. Mm. Um, is actually to become low, to become a servant, Mm. know who you are, but serve others. Um, And then I love this one that he kind of challenged religious perceptions. In Matthew 6, verse 5, he was talking about prayer. And he was saying, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray go away by yourself shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private then your father who sees everything will reward you and i just love that you know it's not we're not um doing things or you know uh living with god in a way that we want you know it's about applause from man is it not at all we we have an audience of one god he is the priority of our lives the one who we live our lives for and it's about the reward that we'll receive. I mean, it's reward enough, isn't it, what to do you be want? in a Would you rather
0: have a nice, gentle applause for the prayer that you gave? Uh, if that, I mean, that doesn't happen these days, but you get the point. Oh, do you want a reward from heaven? Yeah. Uh, well, I know what I want.
1: Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, it, the reward, I was going to say that the reward of um, having a relationship with God is, is enough in itself. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, God blesses those who are humble and who serve Mm. And you know it 's not about being on a stage in front of you know preaching in front of thousands of people that you know there's a place for that, but you know it 's about who who are we serving and why and what is in our heart. God Brilliant. sees it all
0: fantastic yeah hey listen let 's wrap up I'd, I'd, there's so much more we could say about about um how we might change our thinking or how we might have a thinking challenged. how we might learn about different theologies.
1: Let fun. us know. Let us yeah. feedback. You know, we've loved. We haven't got had any feedback from last week yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd we'd love to hear. You know, what are your thoughts on this? Mm. Give us some feedback. Yeah. Uh, you can email hello at myfreedom.church dot church. Yeah. Um, or you can put it on the live chat. I, I mean, I just
0: think, you know, for example, I, I changed my thinking on on dispensationalism and, and and the rapture and the end time theology because you I was about that, didn't you? yeah, yeah. I talked about yeah. that a few weeks ago because I was an, I allowed myself to encounter other points of view mm. from the one that I thought was traditional mainstream uh, Christianity and discovered that it wasn't. So there are loads of things in which we can, you know, we might change our opinion, but like I said, we might actually find ourselves strengthening our faith. But ultimately, we we're able to um, take on board other people's thoughts and opinions and respect that even if we disagree. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Yeah, let's pray. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Father, thank you. Um, Thank you that over these weeks you've opened up um, things to us in um, hopefully a fresh way for people. And you certainly have for us, Lord, as we've thought about discipleship, we've thought about maturity and just going deeper into your love and your goodness, Lord, Mm. and growing up strong and, Lord, I just want to bless everyone who's watching and listening today, that you would really help to strengthen um, people wherever they are on their journey with you, that you'd strengthen their roots, Lord, that they would grow up in you and you'd accelerate growth, Lord, as you shine down, as you shine your glory on us, Lord. Um, and as you speak to us and reveal yourself more and more to us, Lord, bless each and one, yeah. Lord. Give them a good rest of the weekend and um, a good fruitful week, Lord. Mm. Um, and we look forward to being together again with you next week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: OK, until we see you again, take care. God bless. Bye, Bye. for
1: now.